0: Missed It, the podcast where we watch and talk about a show that one of us wanted to watch again and the other one missed entirely. I'm Ryan and I Missed It.
1: And I'm Brittany and I didn't.
0: We are on Buffy Season 2, Episode 16, Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered. As Valentine's Day approaches, Xander tries to improve his love life through witchcraft and finds himself with too much of a good thing. And that is factually inaccurate to what happened in this episode. <laughs> Valentine's Day happens... And it is actually after Valentine's Day that Xander gets into some shenanigans. Yeah. Because this episode takes a full 20 minutes for anything to happen. Yeah. So Mm. what do you give the episode?
1: I said a (laughs) 7.7.
0: Okay. I was going to give like the first 20 minutes like a solid 6. Yeah. And then the last 20 minutes like an 8.5. Yeah. Like an eight, five, eight, seven somewhere in there. Because that half was really good.
1: Mm-hmm. I forgot how long it takes for it to get going.
0: It's so long. Yeah. And it's not great. Mm-mm. Like, there's some things that happened in the first half that are important for, like, moving on. Yeah. Like, in that first half, we do get our angel sighting. Yeah. At uh, about seven and a half minutes in or so. Um, we are in the vampire hideout, the warehouse where a little boy was murdered, unless we forget. Um, they still live there, but, yeah. uh, Drew is being given a, uh, a necklace by Spike and it's a whole thing. And then Angel shows up and gives Drew what she really wants.
1: The heart of a woman.
0: <laughs> the heart of, a, what do you call it? A, a shop girl or something? Yeah. Because that's how Angelus speaks, um, yeah. But he just plops his heart down on the table. It's great. Uh, Angel is also wearing. Uh, he's got a real good shirt on.
1: Yeah, that velvety black shirt.
0: Black, but it's got like black detailing on it, and yeah. it was a really good shirt.
1: Yeah, you can tell it's velvet. Like if you were to touch it, it'd be
0: yeah. Fuzzy. It was <laughs> yeah, but it was a good shirt.
1: Yeah. Also, um, I don't know if you noticed, and I noticed it in this episode and I think it continues every time he's Angelus when David Boreanaz is Angelus he has eyeliner on
0: yes it's a very easy thing for them to do to differentiate Mm -hmm. Um, but when he's Angelus but not when he has vamp face because that's a whole different thing
1: right it would Mm -hmm. go away anyway like lose
0: your soul gain some eyeliner right so how well did you remember this
1: Truthfully, like, the first 20 minutes, I did not remember that much of. Like, the fir- the beginning of it, didn't remember that much.
0: Well, IMDb did give this one an 8.8. 8. Okay. So, highly rated, highly thought of. I mean, a, the second half of this episode is very good. Yeah, I remembered it's the really second good. half. I, yeah. I, I, there's a point where I forgot to take note, because I was invested.
1: Yeah. I wrote down specifically, and it was mainly because... When it's when this episode started, I didn't think that I was gonna remember anything because I didn't remember the first twenty minutes. Um, I wrote down that I remembered Cordelia's yellow outfit, like the first outfit that we see, see her in. I don't know why I remembered it, but I did. Okay. Um, I remember Amy putting the spell on the teacher.
0: That was good. Mm-hmm. We got a lot to talk about for this episode, actually, because we need to talk about Amy. Uh, we need to talk about Xander, we need to talk about Cordelia, we need to talk about Harmony, we need to talk about uh, Miss uh, Calendar, we need to talk about, I think I'm going to p- put this one out to the audience, but the question I have is, who would win in a fight? Buffy Rat or Pizza Rat? Do you know what I'm talking about? The viral YouTube video of Pizza Rat in New York City—it's a rat like hauling a piece of pizza down a set of steps to the subway. Oh! It's a whole thing. It blew up on Twitter for That's... like two days. Pizza Rat.
1: I'm so glad that you had a really important question in regards to the rat because I also had a very important question in regards to the rat. Why? No. Why That's is my there question. a question? Why is there a cat in the high school?
0: Um, it belongs to the um, awful janitor, Mr. Filch, and uh, the cat's name is Mrs. Norris. All right. And that's my Harry Potter reference for the day.
1: Mhm. I was just so confused.
0: No, the, they had to uh, turn Buffy into a rat because, or something. They had to write Buffy out of the episode because if Buffy is still in the episode, Xander is dead.
1: Yeah, well, they actually... I read in the... Trivia thing that this episode wasn't supposed to exist. They wrote it very, very quickly because Sarah Michelle Gellar got booked to host Saturday Night Live.
0: Oh, this is that episode?
1: Yeah, and they needed to write her out. So all of this Buffy stuff that happened, Sarah Michelle Gellar filmed in a day.
0: Gotcha. Well, that explains why uh, her very bad hair remained for multiple days. Yeah. And also why she didn't change outfits.
1: Right. Or she was just naked. (laughs) I do remember Amy doing the spell with Xander... And that it didn't do what Xander wanted it to do.
0: Does anything happen the way Xander wants it to happen? I don't think so. I doubt it. We spent almost two seasons of him wanting Buffy, so we're just used to Xander screwing up and or not getting what.
1: Right, because he wanted the spell to make Cordelia fall in love with him so that he could dump her.
0: Yes, which does kind of segue pretty nicely into uh, my favorite line of this episode. Xander said, I intend revenge pure as the driven snow. Um, Driven snow is not pure, Xander. (laughs) Right. So you have issues there. There's a much deeper conversation about intent behind magic. and how they're setting that up as lore in this world and how what you intend behind the magic and how magic can kind of tell what you actually want and it can twist things. So what you, the spell you cast maybe isn't what happens. And that's interesting and they're establishing it. But Xander wanting revenge and wanting it in this way is the most interesting thing that Xander has done. Mm Mm-hmm. And he was turned into a head hyena at one point.
1: Yes. Rewatching it, it is very clear to me that the spell didn't work because Cordelia's already in love with him. Like See, The uh, whole point of the spell was so that Cordy would fall in love with him and so that he could dump her and break her heart. She's already in love with him. So it to me was, oh, she's already in love with him. Or it's twisting it. So everybody else is also in love with him. It just keeps her from becoming obsessed.
0: Gotcha. It was one of those things that I didn't really know what happened to the spell. I just knew that it got twisted. Yeah. Um, I figured maybe it was like the wording of it or um, the magic could tell that he intended to harm someone with this. So the magic no. backlash on him. I, they don't really explain. They just kind of have... Amy casts magic, and then <laughs> they have Amy cast another spell to fix it.
1: Yeah, well, Amy and Giles, Amy and Giles. fixed it. Yeah, um, yeah. In the rewatch, to me, it seemed like it was because Cordelia was already in love with him. So why you can't do a spell to cause somebody to be in love with you when they're already in love with you?
0: Gotcha. What else you got?
1: So I like Cordelia.
0: Yes, we've been over this.
1: So, the scene where she, where Xander asks her to give him the necklace back, and she's like, it's in my locker, and then she goes to her locker, and she takes it off.
0: Yeah, she was wearing it the whole time. Yeah. She's lied to him, yes. Yeah. It's hidden Super
1: under- heartbreaking.
0: Gotcha. It's hidden underneath her frat boy shirt. Yeah. Why does Cordelia dress like a frat boy? I, I don't, don't get it. This is not the first time I've had this thought. No. It just keeps happening. But, yeah, Cordelia, I don't know. I guess if this is the way that they chose to try to make Cordelia not the worst, is to actually show growth and to actually, like, have her confront her mean girl posse, Mm -hmm. her Heathers gang, I am glad that it seems like it's in the right direction and they've done enough work here now to... Let her change, so we'll see, I Mm -hmm. guess. I'm not holding out hope for anything spectacular moving forward, because as we know from past Buffy episodes, consequences do not usually last past a single episode. But it'll be interesting to see how quickly they ramp her back into being a good person, or if they can maintain the, yeah, no, she's not a good person. She's just now realized that she's done some bad things and she's not a very nice person and maybe she can have her realization now and it can happen in a horrible way like it did in this episode but it doesn't mean everything about the character changes instantly yeah
1: i mean i'm thinking, except
0: it does on tv
1: well i'm thinking of just cordelia's arc through buffy Into And through all of Angel.
0: I mean, she's got seven more seasons of television playing this character. Yes. Like, the character clearly goes places.
1: Yes. She does not become a quote-unquote good person until Angel.
0: Good. She can't. They spent almost two seasons building her up to be horrible.
1: Yeah. And she does. It just, it takes a specific event and... A gradual changing. Like, she just... I don't know. Like, I Cordelia, to be honest, is probably... Between Cordelia and Spike, honestly, are probably two of the best character growth of the entire Buffyverse.
0: Well, that's good. And it's two characters that were brought onto the show, probably didn't expect to last forever, and... Mm -hmm end up lasting forever in the Buffyverse.
1: well spike specifically he was only supposed to be on like a couple of episodes yeah
0: but he's too good
1: he's so good
0: he's so good and then they're like even in a wheelchair
1: (laughs) yeah they're like and then they're like hey you can sing we're gonna write to that
0: and we'll get there There's some bad fight choreo in this. Mob scenes are almost never done well unless they're zombies or they're monsters or something and that can they can play that. Yeah. Mob scenes are just never usually done well. Like the best you can do is like put the camera in interesting places and watch the mob happen and then make the audience feel like they're getting mobbed to make it feel like it's working. Yeah. And they did that part. We'll talk about the camera shots in this, because they were crazy. The mob itself wasn't particularly well choreographed. That uh, firefighter's axe, the fireman axe, uh, had no weight to it. Very, that was a very clearly a prop because Willow was waving that thing around one handed at one point, and mm-hmm. then she and Cordelia fought over it, and there was very clearly no weight to yeah. the weapon. But also, no one actually showed Allison Hannigan how to hold the axe. Yeah. So she looks highly incompetent.
1: But I also think that's the point. Like, Willow's not supposed to know how to hold an axe.
0: Maybe not, but it was distracting. Oh, okay. It was distracting to me that she was holding this axe and clearly, like, she didn't know what to do with it. But it felt like, to me at least, that the actress didn't know what to do. Yeah. Not that the character grabbed the axe because she needed a weapon. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It felt as if there was a cut scene of Willow finding the axe. Because there's...
0: Yeah, that. that yeah. there was not one in the episode. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe she grabbed it out of Xander's bedroom while she was there. <laughs> right. right. But the other part of the fight choreography, so at the beginning we had our traditional Buffy is in the graveyard keeping watch, making her rounds, whatever. Patrolling. And patrolling, and Xander's there and they do their whole thing. And then a vampire appears, jumps out of graves, the whole thing. During that fight, which was actually had some pretty cool things to it, Buffy sweeps the leg and connects with the vampire, and instead of being knocked to the ground, he instead is flipped sideways and spins in the air completely horizontal twice. Like, mm-hmm. almost like a diver. Except it was against the momentum of her leg. hmm But it was not a, I'm gonna do this cool flip move to get out of the way. It was, you kicked me, look what happens. And the, she kicked him so hard, he flipped the other way.
1: Yeah. Like, this, sometimes you f- throw them so hard, they fly into a branch.
0: Yes. You know, if you fly fast enough, the earth will go the wrong way. <laughs> And this has yeah. been another episode of Buffy's Casual and Inconsistent Strength. Right.
1: Well, Kicked there was... him so
0: hard, he flipped the other way.
1: Yeah. In the part with Xander and Angel, Angel is, like, throwing Xander around, and he throws him at one point, and he does a flip.
0: <laughs> I loved that moment. That was a really good moment. Okay, that whole bit was good. Watching a vampire who knows what they're doing just Wreck someone, yeah, is great, yeah, because that's how it should be,
1: yeah. Absolutely. So
0: when yeah, so when he grabs Xander, and he like I don't even know if he threw him or if he kicked him or if he hit him or whatever. But Xander did a full yeah backflip and landed hard on the ground, and that was and that was also him. That was not a stunt double. You could see his face, yeah. When he hit, it was not a stunt double. That was a really good bit,
1: yeah. I think one of my favorite moments was when Giles tells Xander not to leave the library. And then Giles leaves and Xander takes a bookshelf or something and puts it up against the door.
0: Yes, he bars the door.
1: And then Buffy opens it because he put it against the door, but it opens the opposite way.
0: Do the, okay, does that door open the opposite it way? It
1: opens both ways.
0: Okay, okay I was going to say it swings both yeah. ways. Like a kitchen door yeah. at a restaurant or something yep. like it. goes both ways. It opens both ways. Yeah, yeah. so Xander's just an idiot.
1: It's real funny.
0: That was that was a very good <laughs> moment because I was like, Oh, Xander, good for you. You're actually thinking this through. Bar the door, make sure nobody can get in, just kind of hide away and give people time to figure it out. Good job, Xander. Doesn't that door swing both Ah, yes. Okay. Xander's was, an idiot. It Great. was
1: so funny. Because he like puts it in, he puts it in front of the door, like he like looks at it and there's a beat and then Buffy opens the door.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yes. Xander believes he has in fact done something good today. Yes. No, Xander, you have not.
1: Yes. I don't know. And another really good moment that I love I could probably watch this scene over and over again and not be mad about it. When Oz punches Xander.
0: That was so satisfying because it came out of nowhere too. Because yes. we don't even know that Oz is there. He just yeah. shows up and punches Xander in the face. Yeah, comes out of nowhere, and that was a good punch. Yeah, he hit him hard, or at least it was well staged. Yes, not not to be confused with the uh, Cordelia slap, which uh, she missed her face by a foot.
1: Did Was it Harmony that hit her?
0: I assume it was Harmony.
1: Okay.
0: Um, but Harmony missed her face by a foot, and that sound effect was not lined up correctly.
1: Yeah. Oz punches Xander in the face, and then says, ow. Xander makes a comment about it, and then they look at each other, and then Oz helps him up. It's so good.
0: It's a good moment. Dude, what the heck? Yeah, man, I screwed up. Okay. <laughs> All right, I got my punch in. Let's go fix it.
1: I had this. Bit. It's, a, it's a
0: very, it's a very guy thing.
1: I had this urge to punch you in the face.
0: Yeah. You punch him in the face. We're cool. All right, let's go fix this. Yeah. yeah it's a very, very guy thing.
1: It was great, and just shows how good of a character Oz is.
0: Yeah. The um, other thing that showed how. Good Oz's character is how, like perfectly straight arrow Oz is. Is he does spend about ten minutes of this episode hunting for Buffy the Rat, um, and then eventually does find her after she has been de-ratted.
1: Yeah, when she's no de- longer a rat,
0: de-ratified. Yeah. I don't know. That's all I got. Uh, clothes did not follow her and being turned to a rat, so nope, they did they, not follow her yeah. back. Exactly. Um. So she is naked and hidden behind something in the basement. Um, and you can see very clearly Seth Green, his eyeline never moves off of mm-hmm. her face. Um, which was very clearly, the director said this, this is the direction. And then also the actor was making a very specific choice. Um, but it was the correct choice in that moment. Um, and he's very casual about it. He doesn't, nothing strange. She said, uh, I'm having a nudity problem. Yeah. And he says, well, at least you don't have a rat problem. Yeah, at
1: least you're not a rat. <laughs>
0: yeah. It was a very good moment.
1: And it's very Oz. Like, we've only known Oz for, like, not very long, actually.
0: Like, the third episode of this season, yeah, maybe? And yeah. even then, very small scenes.
1: Yeah. So, like, we don't know a whole lot about Oz, but his character is so established that, like, that makes perfect sense. Like, it doesn't make sense for Oz to look anywhere else but her face. Yeah. If he would have, it would have been out of character.
0: So, if we're talking about side characters for this, because Oz kind of is still-ish. Ish, uh, Amy's back. Yeah. Amy has been back in other episodes, right? No. In the background Oh, somewhere. Maybe. I think I've... Like, now that they put her front and center, I think I've seen her in a couple of scenes and just didn't really notice. Okay. Maybe. I'm not sure. Um, but Amy's back. Mm-hmm. And turns out, magic is genetic.
1: Yeah. I mean, they make that comment in the Buffy universe. I don't think that is how magic works, but they make that comment.
0: It was interesting, too, because I think we saw Amy on screen more when she was under the spell Mm -hmm. as opposed to not under the spell because when she was not under the spell she was using magic to get ahead cut some corners Xander blackmails her and then she goes along with it Amy at no point in the initial casting of the spell is concerned about doing something mean yeah she's not concerned about doing something mean she doesn't care that she's going to hurt someone the thing that she mentions and talks about is you have to have pure intent behind what you're doing, otherwise it won't work. Mm-hmm. So she's not opposed to doing this thing, which is very interesting. That says so much about her as a character than if she had been like, No, I'm not gonna do that to somebody else, that'd be mean. But her just going along with it is is great. But she's more concerned about the spell going wrong, mm-hmm. or the magic not working or working incorrectly. Yeah. Than the Negative consequences this would have on someone else.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Turns out there were many negative consequences <laughs> on everyone.
1: Right. Yeah. Amy is a really important character, but it's really funny because Amy actually only appears, like that actress is only in probably like five episodes of the whole series. Gotcha. But she's super, she's very prevalent. Yeah. And
0: also the magic looks dope. Yeah. Like, those, that's where their budget for this episode went very clearly into the special effects, the CGI for the spells being cast. It was really cool. It was all-encompassing. It looked dangerous.
1: Yeah, that's how all their magic It was looks. good. It was good. Yeah. We get more magic at the end of the season, too, which is exciting.
0: Way better than that werewolf costume.
1: <laughs> yeah. I think that gets better. Um, my side character was Harmony. It's because I like Harmony. She is not super exciting in this episode, but
0: yeah. well, she becomes because exciting you, later. you get the rewatch value of mm-hmm. being able to watch things and char- things happen to people and characters doing things before they have their moments.
1: Yeah. Harmony becomes way more exciting later but it's fun to see her as cordelia's friend right now
0: well not anymore well,
1: well that's who she is <laughs> yes how we know her is she's cordelia's, cordelia's friend.
0: main mean girl
1: yeah she's the gretchen wieners
0: Let's talk about the vampires first. Thing. So, we see Spike. He's still in a wheelchair. He doesn't really do much.
1: He's starting to heal, if you notice. The side of his face is yeah. getting.
0: He had an easy week, too. He had to do one scene <laughs> in a wheelchair. Uh, yeah. Drew is t- still terrifying and still just an incredible performance. Uh, I
1: love her saving Xander from that Angel.
0: Yeah. really good. Yeah. Uh, and then we have. Angel, we have Angelus, which uh, it had been a minute since we had watched a Buffy episode and being reminded that David Boreanaz gets to just have fun now made me more excited to watch this episode. Um, But he brings Drew that heart, right? Yeah. Okay, so here's my question. So he plops the heart down, says, Happy Valentine's Day or whatever, and it's creepy as all get out. If you are a vampire, do you eat the heart? Or do you drink the heart? What is the correct phrase?
1: I think it depends on the lore and the specific um, verse and universe yeah. that you're in. See,
0: I was thinking that Drew is crazy enough that she'll just eat it. She'll, she'll consume it. Th- will eat consume the whole thing. She'll pull a uh, a Khaleesi, just eat the whole thing down in one go, covered in blood. And then, like, the rest of the vampires will go nuts and they'll start licking blood off of each other. Then I remember this is a CW show.
1: Well, yeah, the WB, yep.
0: WB, yeah, at this point. So they're not going to get that uh, graphic. No. But we did then later see that um, vampires can be affected by magic. So Mm -hmm. that was established. Or that part may have been established earlier. In a previous episode, I'm not totally sure, but it was clearly established here. Yeah. Vampires can be affected by magic, even inadvertently. Yeah. And then they also reestablished for us that Angel can go into this house and Drew cannot. Mm -hmm. And I think this is the first time we've seen a vampire actually get stopped at a door.
1: Yeah. It's almost as if there's a physical barrier right there. Like, they show it a couple times Later, where I'm thinking Spike will like go up to a door and tr- go to get in and like be physically like back, like taken aback mm-hmm. from the door,
0: repelled by the. Yeah, player.
1: I think they do that with Angel too at sure. some point.
0: At some point, it's just mime work. Yeah, but it was it was interesting to see that happen, yeah. and I was a little taken back for a second. I was like, "Wait, what? What do we?" Oh, right. We haven't actually seen the mm-hmm. vampire get repelled yet, so that was that was good to watch. Yeah. And I was glad that it was uh, Juliet Landau doing it because she's very good yeah so she was able to do it and establish it and we can just move on
1: I'm sure that that's why it was her versus anybody else <laughs> I didn't do my line.
0: No, what were you
1: it was you line? It was actually in the first 20 minutes. That kind of sucked, but it was funny. When they're in the bronze and Willow is listening to the band, which the band's name is Dingo Ate My Baby.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: Just hysterical. Um, Willow says, I think I'm a groupie. <laughs> uh,
0: which is good because I think earlier she said she wanted to be a groupie in a previous episode. Yeah. That she wanted to be a groupie. So that was good. What else do I have here? Um, Buffy's wearing an ascot, so I got major Scooby-Doo vibes. Twice. Twice. Two different ascots. Yeah. So that was an interesting choice. Um, The camera angles in this. Again, once they got to the second 20 minutes of it, the good half of this episode, it was shot the way it should be expected to be shot. The first 20 minutes of this episode, there were some strange camera angles, there were at least three or four times where the camera shot for a conversation was off-center. Mm-hmm. So the actor was framed, strangely. Yeah. I noticed it specifically with Giles and Buffy yeah. in the library, but yeah. I think it happened a couple other times where they were just cutting back and forth between the actors, and the framing would change between cuts sometimes but also the framing would be off um the other camera thing that they did strange was all of the foot shots the foot leg shots the low angles you know it's not strange necessarily to start with a shot of someone walking and then as they're walking in you pan up and see their face or you paint or you tilt around them and pan up and to see who it is, or things like that. Like, that's dramatic. We had a shot of Cordelia. We saw Cordelia. We saw her face. It was a torso shot of her walking into the school. The camera pans down to her legs and her feet, and she keeps walking, and then it pans up. And we only get part of her. It was a strange shot, as mm-hmm. she was walking into the school. And then later we got um, a Giles entrance into the library that just started with his feet and his legs, and then... He went and took his spot, took his position for this conversation with Buffy, but the camera shot stayed low.
1: Yeah. That I was strange. I don't even think it was him walking into the library. It was him walking into frame.
0: I think, yeah, it might have not even been him. It might have been him just going from the desk to the desk. Yeah. Um, And then at, I think at least twice we had Xander foot shots.
1: Yeah. I know that the f- one that I noticed was... When he walked in, after he'd established that all of the women were obsessed with him.
0: Yes, so we ha- so we get the shot starting with his feet, and the music starts, and it's yeah. slow motion, and it's that whole thing. That's a great time to use that. Yes, but they had done all these other strange camera things earlier that just felt wasted and unnecessary. Uh, we haven't actually said this out loud yet, so I'll say it now. Uh, Nicholas Brandon as Xander is. Pretty good in this episode. Yeah. He's very good. We get to see his whole arc. He's very excited for Valentine's Day. Cordelia breaks up with him. And then we see him literally walk the gauntlet of school. Um, Mm -hmm. So we get to see the the two-facedness of the school and the double standard of the school of the popular girl and the geek and that whole thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And then he gets... His plan for revenge and blackmail and then everything blows out of proportion and Xander has to figure out a way to fix it. Um, And even then, Xander doesn't fix it. Giles Giles fixes it. Giles fixes most things.
1: They also um, make a very good choice and they make a very conscious choice of Buffy throws herself at Xander and he'd established earlier in the episode that he still has feelings for Buffy. Yes. a whole other thing. Yes. But when she throws herself at him, he makes it very, very clear that he is not doing anything. Yes. Which is fantastic. And yes.
0: Especially since it's the first girl to throw herself at him. Yes. So he doesn't know what's happening. Mm-hmm. The writers did a good job of introducing the girls who were besotted with Xander in the correct order. Mm -hmm. Uh, They started with Buffy because when they do the spell, I went, oh, something's going to go wrong. Oh, it's not going to work for Cordelia. Oh, this is going to affect Buffy. Okay, that'll be funny. Maybe this is how we get over it. Um, And then it was Buffy was the first one that we saw, and it was a whole thing. I was confused by none of the other Mean Girls... At that table with Cordelia, said anything to Xander, and didn't defend him or didn't attack Cordelia. Then,
1: I think they just cut they cut away first before they before they could.
0: I just think that the writers didn't want it to happen then. Yes. So, but either way, but like Buffy is first, and then Amy. And then a random girl shows up and then it's like, okay, this is snowballing and it's a whole thing. And eventually it affects everyone. It affects Miss Calendar and Giles is not happy about it. Uh, It affects Joyce. It affects Drew, a vampire. Like it affected everyone in the correct order. Yeah. And it was, they pulled this off well. I was trying to watch this and enjoy it for what it was because it was pretty good, but also trying to think about how it'd be different. Today, mm-hmm. Um, I kept waiting for the guy to fall over Xander. Like, some random gay dude. Or some random dude that we didn't know was gay. Or there, something. I was expecting that in this, and it didn't happen.
1: I noticed it simply because I was kind of paying I was trying to pay attention. It looked like there was a guy when he walked down the hallway. Mm-hmm. But it was, like, very much in the background.
0: Yeah, if if it happened, it was in the background, barely, if at all. And it was hidden by the screaming, squealing females, Yeah, which is the episode. But, like, today, now, it would have been a whole thing. Like, there would have been scenes about it.
1: And they would have gotten Larry back.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's already there. Just go ahead. The other thing that they might have done differently, the only time that I went... Ooh, I don't know how I feel about that. Was at the end where um, Buffy says the great roofie spell or the, mm-hmm. the, the roofie effect yeah. or whatever. Kai, but says it and delivers it. Like we talked about before, your delivery really matters on this show. Mm-hmm. It's a joke.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And they turn the roofying of these girls, which is not wrong.
1: Yeah. That's basically what it is. And
0: basically what it is magical roofying. Mm hmm affecting everyone apparently that line just made me go we do that differently like mm-hmm. keep that line somewhere else talk about it in those terms somewhere else let giles who is rightfully pissed off yeah like giles is usually just disappointed Giles, I thought Giles was ready to murder Xander. He
1: was, he was upset. He was, he was very was mad. So
0: upset, and I not And it was not just because it was affecting Jenny. Yeah. That was part of it.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But Buffy did also get turned into a rat, which was also part of it. But Giles was legitimately angry at Xander for roofing all these people magically. Yeah. And they made the choice for Giles to just try to fix things rather than Giles to really lay into him, which I understand, but I think now he would have really laid into him.
1: Yes. um, Giles is very protective of magic and when to use magic, and he is throughout the whole thing. He will kind of, I guess, lay into someone because of their magic use
0: later. That's Willow later. That's not now, because they haven't established any of that yet. Yes,
1: they haven't. They haven't really
0: established anyone's attitude towards magic. Yeah. Just that it exists, and that how you use it and what you want to happen matters.
1: Yeah, and Xander doesn't know about magic, doesn't know much about magic, I should say, and he is using it irresponsibly, but doesn't... Realize that he's using it irresponsibly. Like, later when we establish it and a character knows that they're using it irresponsibly and still continues to use it irresponsibly, then Giles is going to be more pissed off and more likely to say something. I didn't remember much about this, but I love that Angel is in books. Like what Angelus did to people. I did is appreciate in books. that,
0: and it was a lot of books. And apparently yeah. Giles has them all.
1: Yes, it seems like Giles has all the books forever.
0: Yeah, including <laughs> the ones that the vampires need to steal.
1: Yeah, because um, why not? Yeah, because said the angel was extra brutal on Valentine's Day, and there was like passages and stuff in different books about what he did to people. One of which involved a puppy. We didn't find out what happened to the puppy.
0: Buffy was too distracted with her skater girl hair. Yeah. She and looked very Avril Lavigne. Yeah. Just only blonde and not colorful. Yeah. <music> Well, that brings us to our final segment of the show. Ryan predicts poorly, and I'm not quite sure how to phrase this without making her sound like an addict, but I predict in the next episode that Cordelia will have a relapse.
1: She'll go back to her friends? Not not necessarily
0: back to her friends, necessarily, but the mean girl will return briefly. Okay. Maybe she'll snap out of it. Maybe she'll catch herself doing it. Maybe somebody will say something, but we will have a Cordelia relapse. I want to say this, too, because Cordelia was unaffected by the magic. This does not count as a Cordelia kidnapping. Correct. Even though she was mobbed multiple times.
1: Yeah, they didn't take her anywhere. Yeah,
0: they didn't take her anywhere. (laughs) They just wanted to hurt her.
1: Yes, they tried to hurt her. They just didn't
0: They were very, very, very bad at it because there was a mob of them on her. You know. multiple times.
1: Willow could have murdered her very easily. She,
0: Cordelia should be dead.
1: There are a lot of times where Cordelia should be dead.
0: I would not have been mad about it.
1: She's that character. There's always one in shows like this where that character should be dead.
0: Multiple times. It's actually Buffy. Yeah. And she has died.
1: Oh, it's Cordelia.
0: So that brings us to the end of the episode here. Um, thanks for listening. You can find us on Twitter at I Missed It Pod. Also check out our network at ghostlightmedia.net. You can find information about our Patreon and our merch store.
1: Get merch! It's super cool.
0: It is cool. We got stickers. We got phone cases.
1: We got masks.
0: We have masks.
1: Wear a mask. Wear a mask. Leave us a five-star rating and review. We have three five-star ratings now. Me, you, and someone else.
0: Thank you, someone else.
1: Thank you, someone else. Well,
0: this has been Buffy Season 2, Episode 16, Bewitched, Bothered, and Bewildered. I'm Ryan. And I'm Brittany. And don't forget that Oz is wearing his good hair today. Well, is it creepy? <laughs>